0: This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. Give us a revelation of your word. Teach us by your spirit. And Lord, let us all, every one of us, be blessed for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, we're having a different service. It's a special service today that we're having. We're having a prayer and anointing service. So we're going to be praying and anointing everybody today, particularly our children going back to school. And I want to start today by letting you understand what the anointing means. Because without proper understanding, you will not be able to appropriate what is rightly yours. So, first I want to I ask the question here. I say, what is anointing? Anointing in simple terms is empowerment. Amen. Empowerment. Empowerment to do what? Empowerment to excel. What does it mean to excel? I think by now you notice I ask a lot of questions. It's my background, research. In research, you are asking questions. So if you say anointing service, what is anointing? We know what service is. What is anointing? I would say anointing is empowerment, okay? If you're empowering me to do exactly what? We are being empowered to excel. To excel is an interesting phrase. Interesting word, excel. To excel means to rise above. So let's say you did something before (laughs) for the gamers. (laughs) I picked up on the game too. I will ask you so you tell me if I can find it anywhere else outside of my car. (laughs) Amen? So for the gamers, you have finished stage one. Stage one was difficult, but you crossed stage one. And then you move to the next. To excel means not only have you now, you've con- the last time you conquered stage two, but now you have conquered stage two. You feel it? You conquered one, now you have conquered two. And then you conquer three. And then you conquer four. To excel means to rise above previous limitations. Everything that has held you bound and held you down, by the reason of the anointing today, you will rise above them. Amen. Okay, 10 people got that. I will rise above them in the name of Jesus. To rise above previous limits, you will arise in the name of Jesus. The scripture says, arise and shine for your light has come. And somebody's light has come in the name of Jesus. So three things very quickly. I want to tell you that anointing doors because today is about prayer and anointing. I just want to make sure you have understanding as we get into it. So, number one, we said anointing empowers you. Yes? Anointing empowers you. David was anointed three times. Three times. And what the anointing did to him, the first time he was anointed in 4 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13, the prophet came to their house said, I'm here to anoint a king, came, anointed David. For as far as God was concerned, at that moment in time, David was the king over Israel. But was he really the king? No, Saul was sitting on the throne. That first anointing empowered him to move from being a shepherd boy, he began to war for the king. He became a captain of the army. So, no, it's not just fighting lions and bears. Now it's fighting army and conquering armies. The next time he was anointed, the Bible says he became king over Judah. Hallelujah. Second Samuel chapter 2, verse 4. He was anointed and he became king. So it's no longer fighting on the behalf of a king now. He himself is now a king and fight. He's not just captain over an army. He was now captain over the entire army. He was the commander-in-chief, the king. The second time he was anointed. Because it is possible somebody is thinking, we did anointing last year. We did anointing the other time. But anointing is progressive. Somebody say anointing is progressive. Anointing is progressive. In expression. In expression. So number three, Uh, 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 3, the Bible tells us this anointing made him king over all of Israel. Israel has 12 tribes, but he was king over one. And the third time he was anointed, he was empowered to become king over all of Israel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us, watch this. I want to connect it. That's Old Testament. I'm always conscious of my people that are... Old Testament, New Testament. Watch this. Jesus was anointed not by oil, but by the Holy Ghost. Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. The Bible says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, and so on and so forth. So the Holy Ghost. Anointed. It was not a physical oil, but it was by the Spirit. The anointing, when we talk about the anointing, as New Testament believers, as children of the Most High God, as believers in Christ, that anointing is upon you by virtue of the fact that you're a child of God. The Holy Spirit himself is the one enabling and empowering you. In Acts chapter 10, verse 38, Acts 10, 38. And he says, and you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Amen? So this anointing we're talking about is not just by anointing oil, it's by the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit himself enabling you. Enabling you. Why do we use oil? We use the oil as a symbol. Amen? As a point of contact. It's kind of like, so, thank you for that testimony. A similar thing almost happened to me yesterday. It was going to cost me, oh, I'm serious, seven $800. I, I said, Lord, but I tithe. This is a devourer trying to steal my money. And you know it's not my money, it's your money. You know that's what I was saying in my heart. So I'm on the phone with uh, support and services and this and that. They were, t- thank God for uh, Wale and Pastor Ebukun, They were, they, they built me out yesterday, big time. Anyway, I didn't pay the money. They called back and said, you know what? Since it was one of our reps that misinformed you and made a mistake, therefore, we will bear the cost. I said, thank you, bear the cost. <laughs> Behind had the course. But you know what, though? That is how Satan steals from people. If you are not protected by that covenant, the devourer will be active. You know, people think when the devil is stealing from you, money will just disappear. No. Somebody say lies. lies. Money never just disappears. There will be a reason. Something will break down. You have to fix it. The other one will break down. You have to fix it. And then somebody will steal something. You have to replace it. All kinds of things will be happening. And then the person is struggling. And you're wondering why. Go check your life. Devourer. Devourer. But that's not where we're going to. Let's come back. Let's come back. So for us, those of us that are in Christ, the Holy Spirit of God in us enables and empowers us. Number two. The anointing breaks yokes. Again, what is a yoke? In physical terms, a yoke, (sighs) they used to do this in the olden days. Today we have tractors and things that do this. You know, they put a stick in the neck of a cow, and so two cows are tied to the same stick, and then they put the plow in the middle, and then the cattle is going on the field. The reason it is called a yoke is this. So when they do that, they put a powerful, experienced bull, along with one that is not as powerful and not as experienced. So the inexperienced one wants to eat crop, wants to be eaten instead of working, but the workhorse that knows what has to happen is dragging the other one along. A yoke is something that is oppressing your life. A compulsion that is upon you, that whether you like it or not, it is happening. Amen? Amen. It is an unwanted burden that is placed on your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 10, 27, Isaiah 10, 27, In that day, the Lord will end the bondage of his people. Okay? A few people caught it. He will, listen to this, he will break the yoke of slavery and lift it up from their shoulders. Amen. Let me read a familiar one to you. The same chap, uh, verse, but the new King James. He says, it shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder. Amen. And his yoke will be broken from your neck. Amen. And the yoke will be destroyed, why? Because of the anointing oil. Every oppression, suppression over your life, everything trying to keep you down. Remember, the anointing is empowerment to rise above. Empowerment to excel, to rise above, beyond where you have always been. You know, many years ago in Nigeria, you know, I was praying. I said, Lord, I would like to, you know, when I pay tithe, pay big tithe. I'm telling you the honest truth. I said, I would like to pay five-figure tithe. This, I'm telling you the truth. And then suddenly, somebody say suddenly. <laughs> suddenly, the government remembered to pay us, we used to call it, well, I believe they still call it the MSS, you know, medical salary scale. For veterinarians, they were not paying us that. But all of a sudden, the government decided we we're going to pay it. And guess what? They didn't pay it forward. They paid it from reverse, Sir, so they went three years back. It was not small money, at least. For <laughs> you got to understand. Back then, I made. It's called the currency in Nigeria is called naira. Back then, I made ten thousand naira a month, and then I got paid three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Oh you. my God! A uh, naira. The dollars is coming. <laughs> in Jesus' name. I don't take it back. I receive it. <laughs> it 350,000 naira. <laughs> Quickly, I took out $35,000. I went to the pastor. I said, <laughs> I'm paying my time to this. <laughs> it was a fulfillment. I had such fulfillment. It was not just for me. I wanted to be able to support the work of the ministry. It was an in- the way I saw it, it was an investment. I was telling the ministers that this morning. It was an investment, and God made it happen. God made it happen. And from that point, if I. Okay, some of you are new, you don't know the story of my car. I had a car in Nigeria back then, you know. That car, it was an agreement in the morning, Pastor Cole, when, when I'm going out. Say, so, I will be talking to the car. Both of us are going. Please, let both of us come back. <laughs> because the car can decide to get stuck on the freeway. You know, there was a time I was traveling, and the car just went from, like, we use kilometers, right? It went from 100 kilometers an hour by itself. I didn't do anything different. The same way I was just pressing gently is the same I was pressing. In fact, the, the thing just went flat, and it went to, like, 180 kilometers per hour by itself. I tell, I tell you the truth. I lie not. I was going to go into bad old habits. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but watch this. Well, it just took off. When I got my money, I bought me a correct BMW. Hallelujah. I was just cruising and rolling. God will change your story. Amen. The anointing will break the yoke. Every limitation the enemy has put upon your life. By the reason of the anointing today, those limitations are broken. Amen. You will rise above. Amen. You will go beyond the previous limitations in the mighty name of Jesus. Number three, very quick. So number one, anointing empowers you. Number two, it breaks the you. Number three, anointing teaches you everything you need to know. So you are a businessman. You, 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 it's good to read. It's good to do research. It's good to do all of those things. But when you have the spirit of God inside of you, You may not know why, but the spirit inside of you will tell you, put money there. Say, but it doesn't look good. In fact, nobody is putting money there. Say, put money there. You put money there, all of a sudden, it begins to perform. It begins to perform. The anointing teaches you of all things. I gave the example of business because some people just think anointing is just to lay hands and heal the sick. Yes, it is true. But the understanding and the knowledge God will give you is for every area of your life. You know, uh, many times <laughs> uh, the Holy Spirit has made me look very intelligent when I knew I was not smart enough to know what I was doing. I just make decisions and those decisions turn out great. Great. And everybody's going, oh wow, Koye. Blah, blah, blah. I say, yeah, 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 yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. It was a good decision. <laughs> it was a good decision. You know, Recently at work, this past week, I made such i I'm like, Holy Spirit, you are too much. I didn't know. There was some... Let, don't let me go into any details there. But just know that the anointing teaches you everything. Watch this. 1 John chapter 2, verse 27. 1 John 2, 27. But you have received the Holy Spirit... The Holy Spirit, if you read in the Old King James, it says you have an anointing from the Holy One. You have received the Holy Spirit, and he lives within you. And you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. The Old King James says the, the, the anointing will teach you of all things. Of all things. As a student, <laughs> study you. Don't go and say, Pastor said, you know, the Holy Spirit will just be giving me expo. <laughs> you know, study, study, study. Look at your neighbor, one, say study. Aha, uh-huh, that's what they... they say, study to show yourself approved. Aha, uh-huh, a workman that needs not to be ashamed. Can you please start getting the children ready? We're going to start praying a little bit. So it says the anointing will teach you everything that you need to know. Uh, the New King James says but you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. Hallelujah. He said, but the anointing which which you have received from him abides in you and you do not need anyone to teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and it's true and it's not a lie, just as it, it it has taught you, you will abide in me. The anointing teaches you of all things things uh, contemporary, things spiritual, things temporal. It teaches you of all things. It teaches you of all things. Hallelujah. Watch this. Isaac prayed for his wife. The wife was born. He reached out. He leaned in. He prayed for her. She had a baby. Psalm 128, verse 3. The Bible says your wife will be like a fruitful grapevine. If your wife is sitting next to you, reach out and lay hands on her and begin to pray for her. If she's not sitting next to you, as the husband, the man is the priest of the home. Go meet your wife and pray for her right now. Let's do it quickly. Reach out and pray for your wife. The spirit of the Lord is here. If she's not here, send forth the word. Send forth the word and pray for your spouse. Pray for her. Pray for her. Pray for her. her. He says your wife Will be like a a fruitful grapevine Flourishing within your home Say wife you will prosper Wife it shall be well with you In the name of Jesus No limitations No restrictions Every yoke over your life Is destroyed Is broken right now In the name of Jesus Every limitation destroyed Broken in the name of Jesus You go forward my wife In the name of Jesus. My wife, as you are watching, you go forward. Every limitation over your life is broken. In the name of Jesus, I release you to the fullness of God. I release you to everything that God has for your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. And so shall it be. In the name of Jesus. He says, I'm reading from Psalm 128, verse 3. He says, your children will be like vigorous young olive trees as they sit around your table what's that say it means your children will be healthy and productive your children will be fruitful in the name of Jesus as our children go back to school they will be vigorous like the young olive tree in the name of Jesus I decree and prophesy fruitfulness over our children in the mighty name of Jesus they will be fruitful they will be productive they will be on top and not beneath in the name of Jesus as they go back to school we cover them with the blood of Jesus the blood will keep them the, lo- the blood will preserve them. Uh, in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, we speak the word. Uh, we speak the blood. Uh, we, plead, we plead the blood. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, we say over our children. Uh, the blood will be a defense. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, the blood will be a defense. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, thank you blessed Redeemer. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, the same as Psalm 128 verse 3. In the message Bible, here the way he puts it, it says, Your wife will bear children as vine bears grapes. Hallelujah. Some people say we are past that. <laughs> if you have, if you have not crossed that bridge, your wife will bear fruits. Hallelujah. Will bear children in the name of Jesus uh, as vine bears grapes. Uh, watch this: your your household will be like a, as lush as a vine here. Hallelujah. The children around your table as fresh and promising as the olive shoots. Hallelujah. Tell me, bring the anointing oil, please. Hallelujah. Please rise to your feet. Rise to your feet. Hallelujah. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org